As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to a great episode of the Wakilisha podcast. My name is Brian Bright and I am joined by my co-host Liz Jambi. And we're very excited to welcome you to this episode. Today is World Children's Day and the theme for the 2021 World Children's Day is inv- Yes, Paul is a former child in conflict with the law, and he is a banker and head of credit at the institution that he works for. And before we get into our conversation and talk about you know other things, this is our first visual episode, right? Yes. What is so <laughs> what is so important about this being our first visual episode? Uh, well, first you get to see our faces for those of you who didn't know us. <laughs> but honestly, the main reason why we wanted to have this one on video is for children in conflict with the law to see Paul. Whether it's a current child in conflict with the law or a former child in conflict with the law, there's power in not just hearing the voice, but seeing the person. And this is someone who has left the system, is in the banking industry, and in addition to that, is head of credit, you know? It's so, so important that people get to see him and get encouragement from that aspect. Absolutely, yeah. So we're very excited for this to be our first visual episode, and we hope you enjoy it, actually. And before we get into the conversation, as always, we take time to reflect on what we've learned um, in the past week or so um, since we last met, and I will start with you because I'm asking the question here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, so my reflection has been on self-gaslighting. Whenever we talk about gaslighting, it's always been in the context of relationships, um, 
or you know whether it's romantic or family and all that someone gaslighting you making you feel like what you're feeling and what you you know your feelings are less because they've taken you through a whole process but i have recently been learning about self gaslighting when you're doing it to yourself when you have an emotion but you don't actually recognize or you tell yourself that no that cannot be the case i'm not actually hurt um no in fact you're wrong you mm-hmm. know when in fact it is true if you're feeling hurt about something if you're feeling angry about something you should recognize the emotion within yourself and then get past it so that's been my reflection since we met interesting yeah, yeah listens if you always have the you know <laughs> deep reflections i usually don't <laughs> i'm not sure why but um Okay so my reflection is um the past few weeks I've been taking a course on an online course on just governance and leadership and it was interesting to learn how you know things that I thought I was doing out of you know because I thought were my job were actually not my job and I was micromanaging and you're just getting to know this is your responsibility and do not try and go over and above it because you think you know you're helping someone you're actually micromanaging let them do their job and do yours and yeah that was very interesting to learn oh wow can, yeah. can i add on to that of course it's so important as a leader and i'm sure paul you can agree as well that when you start doing the when you start going overboard then you actually make your team less productive because mm-hmm. you're also making them feel like they can't do the duties that are supposed to be there so yeah. that's something i've interestingly been learning mm-hmm. as well so we're getting to the juice of the episode right mm-hmm. um we said we really want to learn from paul get to know his story and that's how we're going to start off paul i've had your story it has really inspired me so i can't wait for everyone else to hear please share how did you get into conflict with the law what was your experience through that entire journey and perhaps even how did it affect your family okay thank you very much lisa i really appreciate and i'm grateful for this opportunity uh, to be able to get a platform to be able to uh, to influence other people's lives it's very very important and i feel uh, great to share my experience uh, in, in some way it might be a bitter at some others it might be a lesson and some others it might be an entertainment as well so depending on how you take it and how uh, which feedback you get out of what i'm going to share so but before we go directly to the details of the items or to the element of uh, how i went through the, uh, the the judicial process or the from the time of uh, the time i was being arrested to the times that I, i was taken to the court up to the end of it all uh, until i also did my education i would also like to say that uh, children's are very very important as far as uh, the society is concerned that's an element that we cannot be able to ignore in any way and uh, also considering that uh, some of them are being arrested when they are guilty and others are being arrested when they are innocent there are two elements here when somebody is being arrested when they are guilty uh, some children may be able to commit a crime because of an element of the environment that they have been in some of them they have been they are put in uh, they have been exposed to some elements of doing those uh, criminal activities and others maybe the issue of uh, the conflict in the society and some other items they may innocent they may be arrested innocently so I'd like to share my experience in terms of uh, how i went through it how the experience was and i would start with the time that i was being arrested <coughs> uh, it's good to note that uh, i was uh, very young i was about 12 and a half uh, and half years call it 13 years old uh, when i got uh, in conflict with the law and uh i can't forget the fact that uh i was in school 
I was actually in class seven and uh, we were in the second term. So uh, it was in the evening. We were just uh, at home with my sister doing some homeworks uh, in the hope that the next day we'd be able to go back to school. But uh, nobody knew that uh, that was uh, just something that uh, may not be able to happen again uh, with that environment. I didn't even uh, get another chance to do homework with my sister after that arrest because it was a journey of almost two years uh, in, the, in the hand of uh, in the hand of uh, police. Uh, so uh, we were just doing our homework uh, in the evening, and uh, some guys came in, uh, the people that I was familiar with, because our neighbors, two gentlemen and uh, the chief, and there were some two officers who were in uniform. So they came and uh, called my mom, and uh, we didn't know what was happening because nobody could predict uh, that our home could be visited based on the background that you were in and the kind of difficult drive that you were that you were living. Uh, nobody could expect that we would have such visitors in the evening. Maybe a visitor who would come, maybe is a child for a neighbor, or maybe a neighbor who is coming to spend with uh, to, to have an evening with us, or uh, maybe uh, visit my mom. And uh, so everybody was curious on how, why they are there, especially the police uh, who are there with uniform. And the chief and uh, the element of a chief in a society, uh, some people may take it most positively and negatively as well because you don't know why they are there. So they called mom out and uh, mom went out and uh, had a discussion with them, uh, which I came to learn later that they wanted to understand whether uh, I was in or not. Uh, so uh, mom told me that I was there and uh, they told me that something that happened uh, uh, two days ago. And uh, for them, they are, they are convinced that I'm the one who did uh, committed that crime. So my mom uh, could not be able to believe that because she was very sure that I was in school. Uh, that specific day, and uh, she called me out, and uh, we were able to have a discussion with her, and uh, she asked me in front of them where, whether I'm aware or I'm not aware, but I told them that I'm not, I don't know something of the kind. I've never had something of the kind, and I cannot commit as a crime. So uh, they told me that uh, they want to go with me uh, to do some investigations, but they did not tell me that they're uh, taking me to the, to the police, so they wanted to go with me and then get me back. Unfortunately, uh, I don't want to use that, I said that the police are liars, uh, they lied to my mom because my mom was very sure that I'm getting back, but uh, they took me to police station. I resisted to get to the vehicle and uh, the chief slapped me and uh, he, was, uh, he harassed me a lot. Uh, and I felt bitter because uh, at that age, uh, I, I, I could not imagine being in the hand of police because I knew, I, I agree knowing that the police are not good people in the environment that I was in. Uh, though the, the, the narration has changed over time. So uh, I was taken to police station uh, rural police station to be specific and uh, I went there I was told to remove my slippers uh, and then uh, I was taken into the cells uh, the unfortunate bit of it is that uh, in rural police station at uh, that time I don't know how, how, how is it currently there was no uh, cell for children so I had to uh, to be with the uh, with the elderly people and the population at that time was a bit high many people were arrested and uh, we could not even get a place that we could sit so uh, we were all standing and uh, I was also unfortunate that I was standing in where the, uh, the urine was in the bucket. And that, uh, that thing that made me cry the whole night, I tried to squat and uh, I can imagine how difficult it was. I really recall it. That, that was one of the most difficult days in my life. Over time, I came and uh, gained that experience when I was in the cell. But the very first day was very, very difficult for me. And uh, I can't forget that day. And I would not wish uh, my child or any child that I, that I know, uh, the child that is... Uh, in my hands to face the same. So uh, we slept there, and the next day in the morning, uh, I was called by a certain lady who is an officer, but she was a civilian, and uh, to her office, and we had a discussion, and she tried to ask me on what happened. So I tried to explain my part of it, and told uh, I told her that that specifically that uh, the chief was talking about uh, last night, 
I was in school. And we can actually go right now and confirm from my teacher, who was called Mr. Jenga, who was my class teacher that uh, by then. And uh, she told me that she would be able to get back to me after they have done the discussion with the with the chief and also the complainant as well. Because the chief was not the complainant, there was a complainant. It's only that the report was reported to, uh, to him. Uh, so I was taken to uh, back to the cells and uh, I, I took my uh, my breakfast there. It was a tea and two slices of bread. And uh, that's how the day went. I went. I stayed there for the first day, second day, no response. And uh, But my, mem- my mom came and visited me to bring me food uh, for the first uh, few days that I was there. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I was not taken back to the uh, to school to go and uh, do the uh, to go to go and check. Uh, when I got back uh, after the period that I was in custody, I went to school to confirm whether they did the investigation in school. But uh, I realized that none of the teachers were involved in the process. But later on, I realized that the uh, that the person who has committed the crime uh, came in a wealthy family uh, who is in our neighbor, uh, neighborhood. Actually, the mother was a doctor. I don't know what the father was doing, but uh, they were well the family. There are people that could have said that they are staying, uh, they, are, they are living well. So they had paid the complainant uh, for the innocent child like myself uh, to be able to uh, to be prosecuted for a case that I did not commit. So I was taken, to, uh, I was taken fingerprints, and then uh, after a week or so, I was taken to uh, the magistrate court, uh, where the the case was read to me, and uh, I pleaded not guilty. And as, as per the process requires, you have to go through the the, uh, the, uh, the trial process as a child or as an adult in a court of law and uh, to prove yourself guilty. So you can imagine a child of 12 and a half, and a half months or 12, 13 years going through the judicial process with no legal representation, uh, facing a complainant, that's number one, uh, witnesses who are not there, there are people who are told that something happened and they came to report that something happened, they were not in the, in the scene. There were police officers who were the investigating officer and the two arresting officers are the chief and some other wit- uh, witnesses that were introduced in the case. Uh, I don't think, to be honest, whether that child could be able to win in a case even if they were innocent. So I, uh, I stayed in, uh, I was taken to, after I was taken back to rural police station, where, because in Dika that time there was no juvenile where I would be taken for. So I stayed in rural police station for a, near, uh, for a period of one year, nine months, going to court after every 14 days, after every 14 days going to work. And... Uh, it's good to mention that uh, when it came to the days of hearing, complainers were not coming uh, to court. So every time that I go, either the prosecutor will say that the file is missing or the, uh, the, the complainant is not uh, in today, so they book for another date in the future. And that future was not less than three months uh, in the whole trial process. So you can imagine now going for another three months waiting for a hearing date. Uh, uh, but thank God that everything went, uh, went uh, to the end and we were able to... To face the complaint under the witnesses with the written knowledge that I that I gained uh, in the uh, in the cells, but uh, maybe I also mentioned something that uh, I would not wish other children to face. Uh, now that you're talking about uh, a child and a judicial conflict or conflict with law, uh, when you go to the police stations where the children are staying, we are staying with adults. These adults, they are both innocent and they are both and they are also criminal uh, adults who are coming there. Some of them are teaching you good things, other, other are teaching you bad things. And as a child, there's a high likelihood that the bad things will influence you more because they have some interest of money. Maybe they'll, uh, they'll teach you on how you can be able to do a robbery. They'll teach you on how you can be able to do bad things to the, to the community and earn a lot of money. 
and uh, some of them may, they might win you and after maybe they are uh, they are released they come for you and uh, maybe rescue you or maybe pay some money for you to be able to join them and use them especially the drug dealers there are so many people who I met in terms of uh, who are drug dealers and they were willing because they have an experience of all the police works they were willing even to, uh, to, to, to influence me that to join them maybe after the the court process and uh, help them also to be able to, to be transported in those drugs uh, but one to me if I was I was warned by them in terms of uh, joining them but god is great that uh, uh, that i had a good influence and i took what was positive for me but i don't know how many students will be able to take that there are those that will be influenced negatively they were innocent when they were arrested but when they're getting out of the cells uh, they may end up doing big things and you can imagine what a child can do when they're influenced when they are young when they become an adult they can be able to do great things because uh, uh, human beings are all about what they are being taught and what they put in their mind so uh, i went uh, in the police station the first one year i really suffered a lot because you we were sleeping on the floor and uh, out of it i get i got affected uh, it's a condition that i've been fighting with for some good time about my chest uh, i've been to hospitals i've been to akakan i've been to mpsha i've been to kikui hospital i've been to moi referral uh, seeking treatment but um, i thank god that at the moment i feel that i'm a bit stable for about uh, uh, six months or so uh, i was treated in one of the hospitals here in Nairobi uh, through the Uh, the insurance and uh, i'm feeling that a bit uh, i'm a bit okay because currently i'm not being affected by cold because i could not even take a, a cold water so i've uh, been taking warm waters all along i could not even take uh, a bishori rice because of the smell it was affecting me a lot and i was coughing a lot so some of the things that i i see that there are bit items that i remember out of what i faced uh, when i was in the cells you can imagine one and a half years sleeping on floor cement full cement when it comes to bathing you are bathing maybe once in a week or maybe once after every two weeks Uh, that environment people are coming there uh, when they are dirty uh, the smell there is very bad you are doing your urinate, urination there it's very difficult and uh, it's very bitter for for me to remember what i uh, what i passed in the in, in, in cells fortunately out of that uh, i was able to uh, to go to the court and i was given a probation officer uh, she's called madam maingi uh, currently I'm still working in the, uh, under the same uh, unit of probation and after care service Uh, she was kind enough to be able to take her time rather than the, the way the police did the investigations was kind enough and uh, she was able to go to the ground and try to find out what happened to the society and realize that actually I was innocent and I was arrested innocently because everybody in the community could be able to, t- to tell that I was innocent because uh, the complainant uh, had shared that information before they got paid uh, with, with other people in the, in the community so everybody knew that I was innocent when I was arrested and uh, there was a bit about that uh, family that made me arrested and uh, but they could not do anything because I was arrested or I was uh, arrested my mom could not be able to uh, give me the bond that I was given for 50,000 or maybe a surety of the same equivalent and I uh, end up being uh, in custody for the hands of police uh, for those one and a half years uh, one, one year nine months actually not one and a half years it's one year nine months that uh, that I was in uh, uh, in the hands of uh, the police so uh, uh, when I was given the probation uh, uh, officer she went to the ground and she was able to find that I was innocent and uh, out of that Uh, she came and uh, called me in the real police station and we had a, a long discussion which took almost two hours having a decision to try to understand me and try to, to, to evaluate whether uh, uh, whether I have been influenced negatively or positively and she found that I actually was had influenced positively because I told her that I want to go back to school uh, she asked me whether I would like to do a, now that I have wasted two years not in class uh, whether I'd be able to go for a workshop or to go back to school but I insisted that I wanted to go back to school because I knew that uh, education will take me far Uh, at that age i would not uh, would not wish to start uh, the coursework but, uh, but because i knew that i was a bright child 
So I, I had seen that I want to change the narration of uh, how that family was because I was brought up in a background that was not very good. Uh, but my mom worked hard to ensure that at least we were able to put something on the table. Uh, so I was, uh, she went back and uh, gave a report and I was taken back to, police, uh, to, to the Majesty's court. And uh, she read my report and I felt so bitter uh, when uh, she was mentioning on what she observed on the ground because I know that this is the only person that has really understood me since I was arrested. Nobody else could understand me in that area environment apart from her. So uh, the report was, uh, the ruling was done and I was put under probation for a period of one year uh, where I was supposed to be taken in a, in a, in a probation hostel. Currently, they are, they are, I think they are four in Kenya, and I was taken to Eldoret. But before Eldoret, I was taken back to home to go and uh, say hi to mom. But uh, that was another difficult time when I realized that my mom has been sick uh, for a good time because we just found her outside uh, under a mango tree uh, sleeping. And I felt so bitter because I knew that maybe for the next one year, I'll not be able to see her, that I have been seeing her. Uh, I tried to ask whether the probation officer can be able to allow me to stay at home for some time uh, maybe as I observe her health and I try to give the best that I can because of the, the other siblings who are in school maybe I stay with her for that time that I'm not in school but unfortunately the road does not require that so it was not, it was not possible for me to do that so I had to go that uh, that evening with her and I was taken to Makadara probation hostels around Jogorod where I stayed there for the night and then the next day I was taken to Eldoret uh, in Kimombo probation training hostels and that's where I spend, uh, I stayed for about a month and uh, the management there asked me whether I want to go to workshop or back to school, but I thought I want to go back to school. So I was taken to a primary school, uh, back to class seven where I was. Remember that I already wasted two years. I started that uh, in uh, the year 2004, and, uh, 2005, sorry, uh, and I uh, joined second term. So I was not able to do well that term because uh, I had a lot to catch up. And uh, also that time I was not able to catch up and I was supposed to repeat class seven. Uh, but I requested the headmaster by then, uh, Mr. Juma, to allow me to do uh, an opener. We called it an opener, an, an opener exam with the class eight uh, pupils. And if you pass that opener, uh, he allowed me to go back to class eight. Fortunately, he was willing to allow me to do that opener. And I took my time during the holiday to read and I read a lot. And uh, miraculously, no, I can say that it's miraculous. It's just uh, through... Uh, through God, that I became position 7 in that exam, being position 43 out of 44. In the final exam that we did in class 7, I became position I became position 7 and he, everybody was happy and they allowed me to get back to class 8. And that marked the journey that I celebrate today because the graph went uh, upwards until the highest score I've ever got in my primary school level was in my KCP. And uh, that's something that I usually say that uh, it's out of uh, willingness and out of... Uh, the, inf the influence that I had with the management of probation hostel. They were able to provide me resources and uh, they were able to pay for my fees and I worked hard to ensure that I don't, I don't, uh, that I don't fail them and also don't fail my mom because I promised her that I would work hard. Uh, was, uh, I went to high school uh, also, uh, who's at the school. Uh, I was reporting to the hostels and going to the, uh, to the high school every day. And uh, I also did well in high school. Uh, but uh, remember that in hostel you're supposed to stay for one year. So even in terms of the period that I was uh, that I was supposed to stay there, it's already past one year. So they given me that uh, that allowances because I was working hard and I was uh, an, an example to other to, the, to other boys that were in the hostels. And uh, we try to hold each other's hand and work hard to ensure that we are supporting each other because we know that where we are coming from, some of us were in the positive side, the others were on the negative side. But it depends on which direction you choose when you're in the hostels. Others succeeded, others 
they, they did not succeed because maybe they were not able to follow the right directions in terms of the instruction that were given. Dive there was not easier. It was difficult. I can also say that dive there was difficult because you had to uh, to pass through some other processes that uh, that maybe not we would wish to share with to this platform. But I can say that uh, if you are positive and go to the hostess, you can be, you can get assistance. But if you are negative, then you have to face the difficult part of punishment, uh, which I tried to avoid a lot. So I did my KCSE in the year 2010, and uh, and I passed. But now the management of the hostess told me that the, the probation unit is not willing to support me anymore and I uh, had to look for ways to get back to campus. Uh, so uh, I went to, uh, I came back home now having finished my life in hostels. And uh, I, I was very sure that my mom would not be able to pay my campus fee. I tried to look for bursaries everywhere, but I was not able to, uh, to be successful. Uh, so uh, I called my deputy principal in the high school where I was. He's called Mr. Ch uh, Mr. Chichil. And uh, he told me that he needed to see me. So I had to look for fares and go back to Eldoret. Uh, when I went back there, he told me that uh, I was calling you to come and work here in the, in, in the school. Uh, you'd be working in the canteen. And uh, we agreed on how much I'd be paid per month. And uh, to me, I was happy because I knew that I'd be able to raise a few, a few money. Maybe if I get anything to, be, to help me uh, for the few remaining months to get back to, uh, just get into the campus, as I look for ways, uh, I would be very happy. So I started working in the canteen. And uh, because uh, the, the school loved me because they knew how the, how the environment that I was in and the kind of struggles that I was going through. And uh, he was one of my friends in the, in the school. He really assisted me in terms of uh, ensuring that, uh, that I achieve what I want in life. Uh, so I was able to send for some few coins. Uh, uh, my mom also worked hard where he was, where she was. And uh, we were able to save some few coins to get me back to the, to the university. But unfortunately, we could not be able to pay the hostess and uh, everything. So uh, we paid half school fees and uh, half, half, half of hostels we requested and they were willing. Uh, but he told me that within a month, we were able to clear the balance for the remaining uh, 3,000. So I called a friend of mine who was also a teacher in the same school. And uh, he really assisted me as well. And those are some of the bitter items that I usually remember that make me emotional that my mom could not be able to raise my school fees and uh, I could not be able to get an assistant from the, from the society in terms of the school fees. But for the fortunate bit is that, uh, that uh, I pray a lot and uh, I know that everything, things, things will open up. As long as I'm working hard, things will open up. So I tried to look for everybody. I called everybody that I knew that could be able to offer assistance, but I was not able. So I decided to go back to the probation hostels uh, to seek whether they can be able to support me. But they told me that uh, once the, the time is over, uh, the hostess may not be able to, to, to do other requests for you. So I decided to look for Madam Mainge. Uh, she became, uh, that was in the first, first semester, towards the end. And uh, I gave her my narrations and my stories and the difficulties. And uh, she was so bitter because she did not expect the hostess to tell me, to give me such, such kind of an answer that the government cannot support me anymore. But uh, fortunately enough, she was able to work on something and she gave me some money actually from her pocket and told me that this one will sustain me for the remaining part of the semester as I work, as we try to look for a better way to support you. Uh, she told me to give me the, the documents that I had for the, for the, case, uh, for the KCSE and uh, I gave everything. And uh, she was able to print with the, with, the, with the management of probation unit and I was, being, I was considered for school fees. So they came and cleared my school fees for first year and second year at once, and I was so happy. Wow. And uh, beyond that, they, used to, they also went an extra mile and give me some cash, uh, which I believe uh, was very, very, very important to me. So the first, sec the first year I struggled, but now toward the second, uh, beginning of second year, I was a bit stable. Uh, actually, it's first year that made me not to get a first class in campus, because third year I got a first class, second year I got a, a third year, uh, fourth year I got a first class, 
in terms of points but uh so first year is what uh, is when I, I went a bit low because I was struggled in terms of uh, uh, I was I was trying to do business there uh, selling sweets there and and uh, some eggs to sustain myself in campus. But I thank God that uh, that I scored what I scored. I had a second class upper. I did entrepreneurship and small business management in Chuka University, and I graduated in 2015. And uh, that marked the 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 journey of educations. And I'm very happy that that has uh, really transformed me and changed a lot of things in the society. And I'm not the person that I was when, in, when I was in sale. I've tried to help more children as far as, as far as I can because I know the bitterness of going through that process. So currently, uh, I'm working with a microfinance here in Kenya and I'm the head of credit. I can't say that I'm earning well. I cannot say that I'm not earning well because I, if I did not go back to school, maybe I could be in the society taking alcohol, like the, the few friends that I know that I have. Or maybe I could be a bother to the society. I could maybe be a thief or somebody who is very bad because of the influence that maybe I've got in the sales. But uh, I thank God that the, uh, that the, the probation unit was able to support me, and I promised them that I'll not fail them. I'll give the feedback, to, uh, give the best that I can to the society, and that's why I'm willing to share my experience yeah. uh, with the with the, with the society and help where I can be able to be able to change some lives, because I may not be able to do that financially, uh, because uh, 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 I may not be able to help everybody, but I can be able to help one or two where I can in, in the truth that I get. But not everybody. So, but with this platform, we can be able to reach more people, and more people can be able to support others as well. And uh, for those who are going through the same process, uh, they may be able to learn a lot. But there's another element that maybe I can be able to say as we conclude, and in terms of my story, out of what I faced, uh, my mom was very stressed, and uh, she became sick. She currently, at the moment, she she has some masses, which is uh, taking uh, medicine every day. And we are trying the level best that we can to see that we, we make her more stable. And uh, things will be okay. Things will be okay. We really have big hope. And uh, we are giving the best that we can to see that we, 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 we make her life more better. And to be happy that we are not facing what we are facing that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would not wish any child to go through that, the same, the same element or the same uh, process that, that I went yeah, we believe for sure that your mom will be well. And if I may follow up also, how's your sister? How What, what was that process like for her, seeing her brother being taken away? Um, were there any effects on her as well? Okay, I believe uh, my sister was young, uh, because she's younger than myself, and but I have an elder brother who was so in that Mideast, but uh, at that time we were not, we were not together. He was, uh, he was outside. And... Uh, they did not know where I was, I was being taken that time because mom could not be able to tell them. But over time, they came to learn that I was arrested because every, every, the information was in society. So everybody knew that. Uh, it was talk of the story that week or uh, that period that I was arrested and everybody knew that I was arrested innocently. So uh, they could not be able to do anything. But negatively, in terms of the influence, they would miss me. They would wish to be with me because we were friends. We are not enemies. We are friends. But what could they do? They could not have done much. It's only to wait for everything that may, anything that may come. Whatever. Maybe it was... Uh, 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 I was convicted and uh, being put in prison for many years. What could have happened to them? Yeah, they would have been save, uh, seeing seeing every day that they have a brother that they don't see. They don't see. They don't see. But uh, I'm happy that that uh, that uh, that I was able to get back to them and uh, help them. But unfortunately, my mom could not be able to educate any of my of our children. Everybody went up to class eight, but they could not be able to go beyond that. But. Uh, I'm working hard to see that their children don't learn and go through the same process. Yeah. I support them as much as I can as a, because I, I believe God has been great to me. Indeed, the truth that I get, we share. Yeah. 
Yes, but that, I also try to help them to be able to catch up as well mm-hmm. in business, yeah. Well, that's amazing, and mm-hmm. bless your heart. And Paul, your story is really heartbreaking, but then I also love that there's so much, you know, promise in your story and so much, you know, hope, um, you know, out there for anyone who's listening to you and who might, you know, think they are in the system and there's really not much, you know, hope for them. And they've lost all hope. And I mean, we've talked to such, you know, children before and yeah, that hope is not very common. So I don't know what message you would get, you'd give to, you know, children who are in conflict with the law and even maybe their parents a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, just encourage them that, you know, that's not the end of life. Okay, thank you very much, Brian. I think I would start with the with with with, with the with the parents. I'll talk just about society in general. Kindly, kindly, even if you get a child in a in a in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in a crime, do not first of all rush to put them into police cells or to the police hands. First of all, get to understand the basis of why that child is doing what they are doing. Some of them are stealing bananas in people's farm because for the last three days they have not eaten. Understand that first and see the reason as to why they are looking for that food. Mm-hmm. They might be coming for your sugar cane because for the last three days they have not eaten. Mm-hmm. But if you are mature enough and be able to understand that, you'll be able to help that child and be able to rectify that without taking them to the police station. It's a very difficult process. And most of the children who get uh, into police cells, they don't end up very well. They end up being criminals, most of them. Others end up being bad people. End up, uh, others being, end up being sick. And they face a lot of difficulties. A good percentage, a small percentage may end up being good people and uh, uh, correct their mistakes. Maybe if they mature when they are there, but a big number of them, they end up being, being bad than they were. Mm-hmm. So we don't advocate for any child to be arrested. There are so many ways to correct a, ch- a child rather than making them face the same same process. So if you are a parent or you are a guardian and you have a, pr- a child who has a problem, try to look for better ways. Let that not be the last resort if you have to go that, through it. That would be the last resort. But now for those guys who have, uh, maybe they have been arrested or they'll be arrested in the future, and uh, they are young boys and girls, I would want to encourage you, when you get arrested, do not become violent because my element of being defensive is what made the chief to, to harass me. Because I was, not, I was not okay to be arrested. I was not feeling that we'll get to police station uh, in any way. Uh, that's number one. Number two, always be positive. Know that, you might be innocent or you might be guilty. If you are guilty, if you are guilty, rectify that mistake and move on positively. But if you are innocent, try the level best that you can. If you win the case, we're good. If you don't win the case, then you have to go through that process. But that process requires you to be patient. You may not be able to be who, whom you want, but some, sometimes God might be passing through that process to help you to be where you are. To me, I usually say that I'm happy to be arrested. Because if you're not arrested, I would not be sharing the experience that I'm sharing today. If I was not arrested, I would not be where I am today. And I'll not, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll be a bad person or maybe I'll be in a worse scenario. But it's not a good thing. But, so, but if you get in the hand of police and you're arrested, uh, whether innocent or guilty, be positive and be patient. Look for what is positive for you. There are good people who are arrested and they give you positive impacts in your life. They give you good feedback and they're able to help you. And there are people who, who, who are arrested and, and uh, they find you there or you find them there and they influence you negatively. So it depends on how you take it. How you take it is what matters a lot. Uh, but my point will be, be positive and be patient. 
a day will be a day will come when you will be get released you cannot be there forever the day will come when you will be released and when you get released be a good person and have good and positive impact to the society work hard things will be okay thank yeah. you so much that's such a powerful <laughs> yeah, message very right? profound mm. um as you were sharing your story there were lots of glaring legal issues right the fact that you were there for one year nine months and ideally your case a child's case should be concluded within six months mm. you were arrested at 12 and a half years well that's actually legal according to our laws yeah. but hopefully if the children's bill is passed then our age of criminal uh, responsibility will be raised to if i'm not wrong 16 16. right um but there are so 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 many issues that we saw as you shared your story from a legal perspective and there's lots of different actors that are trying to work on this so before i ask you my question um we're very happy to have a cameo from lady justice uh, teresia mateka She's the chairperson of the NCJ Special Task Force on Children Matters and one of their mandate is to promote access to justice for children in conflict with the law. Mm-hmm. So we had a conversation with her and uh, now I'd like for us to hear what she had to say. Thank you my lady. Um what is the mandate of the NCJ special task force on children as far as juvenile justice is concerned thank you very much um the special task force on children matters was uh, put in place in 2016 by the now retired chief justice willie mutunga uh with a broad mandate to examine the systems you know the child justice system and uh, the place of the of the child went as the justice system the reason being that uh, it was noticed that we have very good laws we are signatories to the international instruments on children matters but children still fall through the cracks and especially children in conflict with the law so the broad mandate was to actually examine that and come up with a status report on three broad areas the legislative areas the gaps in the law in the policy in guidelines the gaps in infrastructure of children institutions that include the courts the police stations the cells where children are sometimes are held institutions where children uh, go for rehabilitation uh data collection and data sharing you know how many children get into the system what is their gender you know uh, what happens to them who deals with these children how many cases are pending you know that kind of data how do we share and preserve data on children how can data help us to give access to children and then um what about the collaboration among the stakeholders because it was uh, clear that uh, a child passes through a whole system from the community when they when they offend through the police the courts probation department of children up to prison through the dpp uh, through prosecution up to the prison institutions and the uh, rehab institutions that system how does it collaborate so the task force was to come to look at the gaps and come up with recommendations and at the same time even as it was doing that to see how it could fill in those gaps as it went along yeah so very broad mandate with 16 tors covering a whole range of subjects but the main one how do we deal with the situations that allow a child to fall through the cracks of the justice system and they find themselves not getting the services they were supposed to get as they went through the system 
Thank you. Thank you, my lady. Uh, everything you just said is music to my ears as someone who studied the ideal situation in theory and hopefully we get to see all of these things happening in practice and it's up to us. Maybe there's someone who's listening and wondering, but why Why should we do this? Why should we care about children? Um, and there's people sometimes who say if a child is in conflict with the law, then it means that they have done something wrong. Mm-hmm. But why is it important that we talk about them, that we ensure that even as they're in conflict with the law, their rights are met? Thank you. That is such an important question. You know, we, we call them children in conflict with the law. I remember one um, provincial children officer, now he's retired, uh, he's called Mr. Yusuf, would say, children don't get into conflict with the law. The law gets into conflict with the children. I don't know. <laughs> that was his view. But when children offend or children infringe the law, it means there is something that is not right within the system, within the society. Why am I saying this? Even when you look at our systems, even now, you will see that no system was ever put in place for children to, within the justice system, there wasn't. Look at our courts. Look at our our cells, you know, holding facilities. Look at all those. Even if they exist, you can tell that they were really not meant for children. They were not designed for children. But why is it important? Because the first place is that any child who offends is actually a child who is saying, I need care and protection. I need care and guidance. I need, you know, there's something the child is missing. If we look at our justice system properly, we'll see even in our Children's Act, that is how the Children's Act looks at children in conflict with the law. They are first children in, in, uh, in, in need care and protection because if we look behind that offense, we will see, you know, what has happened, what has actually led to this. In all our communities, I'm sure, where we come from, even in mine, we would say you can bend a branch when it is green. But the moment it is dry, it will break. So similarly for children in conflict with the law or who infringe the law, we can actually change them as they are young. As they are getting into this delinquency, into breaking the law, we can actually change that. We can make them better people. So why it is, is it important to be able to rehabilitate them? You know, deal with the situation that is making them infringe the law. And two, reintegrate them back to society to be able to grow into adults who are responsible and who can uh, contribute to the development of our society. And of course, three, when they go through the system, they should also, we should also do it uh, with respect to their human rights, to their human dignity, so that they too learn to respect the rights of other people. Because the justice system exists to protect and enforce the rights of people. So if children pass through the same system, then it is important for us to also do it for them. Respect their dignity as human beings, respect their rights as children, so that when they come out of the system, they know that I, even though I committed a crime or I, I, I was in conflict with the law, I have an obligation also to respect the rule of law and respect the rights of other people. So it is important that when children do that, they are in, uh, first in need of care and protection, look at their welfare, and two, ensure that they get back to society 
better persons than when they entered the system. So it's very important. Thank you for your time. Uh, there's something powerful you said. Thank you for recognizing your power as you sit in that courtroom, that whatever decision you make has a very huge impact on this person's life. Uh, and thank you also for fostering collaboration. We've been saying a lot on yeah. this podcast and even in other forums that we've been together, how important it is for all of us to work together as opposed to operating in our different silos. So thank you for recognizing that as well, um, yes. for inviting us to work together, which we're definitely <laughs> keen on doing. Yeah. And in fact, we hope to have you on a full yes. episode where we're just yes. speaking with you mm-hmm. come season two. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you so much Thank for you your time. Thank you. Asante Nisana. Asante Sana. Thank you. I mean, it's always amazing to listen to Lady Justice Mateka, mm-hmm. even Chief Justice Martha Kome, who I hope we'll have on one of our episodes. Um, but we've seen that there's certain strides that are being taken by the government, by CSOs, and various actors. You've also said that you do visits to, to various institutions. But let me ask you, Paul, if today you are put in charge of, if there was one institution that had the mandate solely of children in conflict with the law in Kenya, and you are put in charge of it, when do you What changes would you enforce? What do you want to see changing in Kenya? That's very interesting, Liz. That's very, very interesting. And uh, <laughs> anything can happen. I don't know if anything can happen. We, at the moment, we're taking as an assumption, but anything can happen. Oh, but yeah. given that chance, I can put to assure you. Things will not be the same way. I know people are there, they are working hard and that they are giving the best that they can, but I believe. Number one, I will not say that I'll end up, I'll end the process of child being arrested. Uh, that one will be giving a lie. Uh, the process is there and they ha- everybody has to go through that process. But what I would advocate for, number one, when a child is being arrested, a thorough investigation has to be done, a thorough understanding of that child has to be done before that child is taken into court. You better take time there, a lot of time, and understand the reason as to why. With the basis, even if you take that child to the court, you can be able to conclude that time that items within a week. Because you have understood the reason as to why that, person, that child committed a crime, whether the, that child was innocent or it was, he, he was guilty, the element where you're bringing the probation office at the end of it all, you can be able to bring that earlier, because those people, they are the ones who can be able to go to the ground and understand people, uh, that, that child more better. So rather than waiting for the, the, the expected six months for that process to be ended, I would reduce that to a maximum of one month. Because remember, the six months, if that child was in school, they'd have lost a whole year. Because if a person was in first term and you went for six years, for, for six months, it means that that person can only go to the same, same class that they were. You have wasted their, 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 their one academic year academic year. year. Yeah. So I would advocate that if a, if a child is arrested, the case to be concluded the maximum within a month. Number two. There are so many students who get arrested. For the wealthy family, they can be able to afford an advocate and they get a legal representation in the court of, in the court of law. But bigger percentage of who, those who are arrested, they, are, they come from poor background because they cannot be able to pay money to the police officers, pay money to the, to the complainant or whichever package they'd be given. They may not be able to do that. So they end up being in the court process, face the same thing that I faced without any legal representation until the end of the period. You can imagine a child at 16 years, or even, even not even 16, 8 to 16 years, starting, standing on court, asking questions to adults. And those adults, he's expecting to win that case. 
the probability is almost zero. Mm -hmm. So I would advocate for a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and I, re I repeat a hundred percent rigor representation of any child that get arrested. Not even a single one that should be represent themselves in court of law. They should have a rigor representation because those are people who understand law. They're the ones who understand the process. Even the nav the navias the, 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 the itself yeah. in, the, uh, in the court, they cannot be able to allow that child to be able to do what. Police, they are there in uniform. Everybody is there in uniform, and as a child, you will be scared because of the, his the history that you know about the police. So that's another item that I want I would advocate for. Number three, there are those children that are arrested under. Uh, to some extent, maybe a child has committed a murder in, in a certain environment, uh, which can happen. It can be a manslaughter or a murder, depending on how the environment was. It is very difficult to take that child immediately to that society, especially because of complainants. They might do something but that child. So I would, I would advocate, with the current hostels that we have, we increase them in numbers. Probation, probation institutions, uh, uh, Boston institutions, they are there. They are more punishable than the, the, the probation hostels. Okay, the, the environment is different because in probation hostels, you can be able to go, to go from hostels and go back and go to school outside with other communities. So it's more of like home. You are staying in a home or a student's home. But in a Boston institutions, uh, uh, the punishment there is a bit high. Uh, more times you may not fail. You, uh, you, you, the, it goes between one year and three years maximum, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Uh, so I would advocate for the Boston's. I would advocate for hostels where there are more understanding of those children. If you go to those hostels, in Eldoret, where I was, there is nobody who is a who is a counselor. If you have your own issues, you have to deal with them with your with the other <laughs> colleagues that you have there, yeah. or maybe the teachers there in school. Every hostels or every Boston institution should be having a, a counselor. Not only just a counselor, somebody who is passionate on what they are doing, because they are those who are just they just did counseling in school because they want to work. But somebody who is very passionate about children and uh, that wing will have changed the narrations or the environment that those students are being brought of. Because what we are lacking in, in this system is uh, more people to understand. There are people who understand currently, but more people to understand children and be able to help them to change their life. That's what we are lacking. And uh, we treat them differently. So if at all we can be able to achieve, number one, we reduce the, the, the element of arrest. We reduce the period uh, in court uh, from six months to maximum of one month. We increase the number of courts for children. Uh, if government can be able to support that, we, we, we support the probation unit to be able to reach more people and also have more hostels and reduce the Boston's. That would be an element that I would be very happy to see. And also, there are those guys who go through the hostels and uh, they do the workshop activities, missionaries, carpentry, tailoring. But after that, where do those children go? If somebody was coming from a poor background, how will they be able to raise money to buy tools? So that's an element that the units can be able to carry, to carry home and be able to be giving them those tools. I know there are few cases that they are given, but most of them are not given. If that budget can be able to increase, somebody can be able to have basic tools to be able to start working and buy other assets on their own, that would be very good. And for the guys who are in school, if somebody is in school and they work hard and uh, they finish their form for through the probation horses or the, whichever system it is, uh, it's always good to support those children because you don't know whether they, their parents can be able to do that. So that you can be able to complete that journey to the end and see that person like Paul that they are working. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then lastly, is about the, the fingerprint records. The fingerprint records for children are currently kept. People say that they are not there, but I'm a witness that I'm a victim of that. My records are kept. If you do my good conduct right now, it's not okay. It has the case that I had, that, 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 that I was, uh, that I was a prosecuted with. And uh, I've not been able to, uh, to, to have those fingerprints down. 
I've tried my level best, but I have not able. Can I ask you, um, does it state that you are found not guilty or how, how does it look if you get your It, it states that you are guilty and you are convicted. It is very clear what, we, what you are convicted. If it was an assault, it is an assault that you are convicted on an assault and you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are put on probation for three years. But in your particular case, you were not found guilty. I was not, uh, right? The case in terms of the element, I was found guilty. All I could right. not be able to win that case. I could not right. be able to win that case. I was innocent, but I was found, uh, the court found me guilty. And they, that's why they, 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 put, they put me on a probation. Mm -hmm. And I was, I, was, I was put into a probation jail. We call it a probation jail in quotes for one year. Right. Yeah, that's the conviction that I was given. So the good conduct did that very clearly. So you can imagine a child who was 12 years, currently they cannot give, get a government job. <laughs> they cannot even work on an NGO. Even where I'm working, it's not maybe because they considered me because, um, uh, because of the history that I had and I was clear enough and I disclosed everything. Yeah. But many people are not willing to, to employ me. Now put myself, that's my that's Paul. What other people what how many other in the society who face the same and their fingerprints are there? They cannot be able to get basic, basic, basic government basic government supports or services because of the good conduct. That's an element that I would request if there is any way that can be done. Those these of those those, those fingerprints, they should be removed for anybody who is less, less than 16 years. Mm. Because those people, they are not the same people they were when they were young. They have really changed. Yeah. It's yeah, actually, it's 18 years, 18 yeah. and below. Yeah. That would be very good. It's very good, and I would advocate for that. So given a chance, that would be the first thing that I would work on. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm taking you back to your story yes. because I know that the chief who was involved in your case yeah. was actually arrested. So how is it that... Uh, so you were found guilty, but then this person, there was actually a case against them because of your particular situation. Yeah, true. Right? Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's actually quite interesting. Maybe there's a case for strategic litigation there mm. because it's evident that you are not guilty. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, that's just food for thought on my end. Okay, maybe I can say something on that, Lisa. Let me give a practical example. And uh, allow me to use yourself and use uh, Brian. Liz, Liz comes from a very poor background. Brian comes in a very rich family. Brand commits a crime. Sawa. Brand commits a crime. And because he's already known that he's one who has committed, the family is it's a bit wealthy. So they go to the complainant and pay complainant. Kindly, let this is not good to society as Brand has done it. Let Liz be the one who has done it. Liz got, get, gets arrested. Chief along the way is paid. Unfortunately, the chief who arrested me is late, but I gave him feedback when I, when I was released. When I finished my campus, I went to his office and gave him feedback properly and telling me that he, he, he did bad. I gave him feedback and he apologized. But unfortunately, he's late at the moment. So that's what happened. But now, Brands continued doing the same thing that he was doing in the, in the community. When I was in police custody, the person who, did, who committed the actual crime did the same thing. The, the, the mother paid again. But unfortunately, the mother also died. That, that's that's the unfortunate bit before the boy changed. But he, he, he continued with the habit is created. So he created, he committed the same habit and currently he's in police custody. Mm -hmm. Currently he's in the remand uh, undergoing a, a, a process of the same same thing that he has been doing. Yeah. So you can imagine the unfortunate bit of it. That boy has not changed. He has not changed. At the moment he's a mature person, he's a father, uh, but he has not changed. Wow. So you can imagine any other child that is influenced with that environment and they get arrested because of things that did not commit. I'm positive because I got assistance and I, I got where I am. But if I did not, I, 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 I did not got assistance, I could have done bad to that guy. I could have revenged. I had the chance to revenge. Mm. 
had run a lot of tactics in terms of uh, the things that I could have to, to do to revenge. But if if my mind was negative, I could have done that. But and and power to you for making all these positive decisions without any counseling services. Yeah. You know, these are your own decisions. And as you were saying, speaking to children in conflict to the law, I think that's also something like stand your ground, mm-hmm. remember your values, and make a good person off of yourself. Yeah. Um, there's so, so, so much power in your story. Again, thank you so much for sharing. Um, on this podcast, because the conversations we have are very hard, yeah. they're sad, um, we try and make sure that we leave people on a happy note. Uh, ordinarily, we'd have had jokes in the middle, but we also appreciate the gravity of your story. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do now is we're going to play a game. We want to get to know you. We have seen you as Paul, former child in conflict to the law. We've yeah. seen you as Paul, chief of credit, you know. But now we want to know, is there another side of Paul? So Bright is going to take us through a game. It's okay. going to be a quick fire round of questions to get yeah. to know each other. I will not go first. <laughs> yeah, Paul, I'm sorry you have to go first first <laughs> because I can't go first. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so I'll ask, I have some questions here, very random. Um, you just have to, and some of them are very stupid, but that's the whole point of the game. And you, you, you don't give it much thought, just... Answers. Just, oh, should I be timing? It's supposed to be a minute, right? Um, yeah, let's see how many you can answer in, like, uh, 45 seconds. 45 seconds because yeah. of okay, time. Okay, okay, that's okay. Let's, okay. let's make it 45 seconds. So, yeah, tell me when you're ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I am ready. <laughs> okay. Your time starts now. Okay, Paul. Um, what's your favorite day of the week? Uh, Monday. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. How long does it take you to get ready? Uh, 30 minutes. At what age do you want to retire? 40. Uh, dusk or da- dawn or dusk? Pardon? Dawn or dusk? Um, sunrise or sunset? Uh, I've not got the question. Uh, what do you prefer, sunset or sunrise? A sunset. Okay. Uh, do you snore when you sleep? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's more accurate. Do you, believe, do you believe in fate? Yes, I do. What's your favorite number? Seven. Uh, what does a person... Okay. There we go. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you. Thank you. Great. So we've got to know you a bit better. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, uh, Liz, just right. a sec. Should Let I me... cheat and like start it a bit later? No, you can't. You, you, can, <laughs> okay. you cannot do that. I'm a good person. Uh, we can start. There are, I'm trying to see that the, the questions I don't want to ask you. <laughs> ah. Okay, great. Are you ready? Uh, we're ready now. Okay, start. Are you politically correct? I, I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite car? Mine? I don't know. <laughs> My favorite car? I, I don't know. Okay. Um, if Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump were both drowning and you could only save one, who would it be? I guess Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good choice. Uh, do you like the smell of gasoline? Yes. Do you like the name Charlie for a girl? Yes. Have you ever tasted soap? Unfortunately, yes. 
Don't tell me you were eating soap. <laughs> tell me it was an accident. I was a fashion. <laughs> I had lots of interest. I did lots of interesting things. What's the maximum number of spritzes of perfume before it's too much? Too much. No, you have to answer that one. <laughs> as much as until your nose starts to hurt. <laughs> Fantastic. So bright, yours. We're not, should we're I, not should I ask you? We're not That's cheating. <laughs> That's cheating. No, give me the phone. Paul, we have to ask you. Yeah, we have, we have to, we have, we have to, to. We have to. Okay. Um, yeah, you can. Okay. You so can scroll and her? ask whichever ones are accurate or appropriate. Okay, good. I have, I have. Um, <laughs> so, are you ready? Yep. Okay. What type of milk do you put in your cereal? Cold milk. Would you rather be besties with Beyonce or Rihanna? Rihanna. So not a beehive. I am sorry to everyone who listened to this. <laughs> What's the capital of New York? Albany. Uh, did you ever believe in Santa Claus? No. Are dogs people? Yes. <laughs> have you ever been to Africa? Oh, well, okay. Which continent have you never visited? Just Asia. Okay. Uh, would you eat a day-old taquito from 7 to 11? No. Uh, what's the most number of hours you've watched TV in a single day? All day? <laughs> you should <laughs> be honest. You should be Are honest. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I am. Okay. So, oh, so, uh, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> okay, great. Oh, that was a good one. Well, yeah, yeah. For like, like Liz said, uh, the conversations we have here sometimes are always can get very intense, and it's very important that we, yeah, we just have a little bit of fun, and yeah, so that we're not very serious, and yeah, we true. leave listeners and the guests on a happy, on a happy note. But yeah, Liz already said this. Thank you, and I have said again, your story is so. It, it, it's so deep, but then I love how positive it is. And, you know, you found a silver lining in every, you know, misfortune that, you know, befell you. And, you know, at that age, you know, just knowing that I can look at it this way and choose to be positive and, you know, listen to the right, you know, kind of advice and pursue education with no counseling. It's very, it's very encouraging. It's very encouraging, and I hope that every you know child in conflict with the law, every parent of children in conflict with the law who's listened, can actually learn a lot from your story and will be encouraged and um, empowered by your story. So thank you so much for your time and for joining us on Wakilisha Podcast, and happy Wild Children's Day to you and everyone who's uh, watching or listening to this um, episode. Yeah, and I think that's a wrap. If, um, of course, um, we're on social media, everyone, uh, make sure you do follow us on our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. We are at wakili.sha. And on Twitter, we are at wakili underscore sha. And we have a website, www.wakilisha.org. You can pay a visit and you learn about what we do and how you can support our work. Um, Until next time, thank you very much. And bye-bye. Bye. 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 B